0: Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today we're going to talk about the B2B buying process. I came across a great article with some great data, and I wanted to share it with you to add to your knowledge base. Now, the title of the article is Map of the B2B Buying Process. Map of the B2B Buying Process by Beth Pearson over at Circle Research uh, article. Uh, It's a great article. Like I said, I was going through it and I, I found this interesting. I just want to share it with you. Let me read out the first paragraph and then let me go into the data that I think I found that I've extracted that it's valuable, I think, at least to me and hopefully to you. She says, mapping out the business process is critical for anyone looking to market or sell in the business-to-business environment, the B2B environments. Armed with this understanding, you'll be able to target the right people at the right time in the right way. Different scenarios will, will, of course, see different buying process. But a recent study of 118 B2B buyers by Circle Research reveals that there are similarities in the buying process across many B2B markets. Now, simply said, They're looking at the buying process, and they're finding similarities in how people buy in the B2B industry. Now, this survey is only 118 people or companies, right? doesn't really clarify that. It's a small sample, but nonetheless, I think it's worth going through this study, their research findings. And I've plucked out some data points that I think we should consider that may be of interest to you. Here's what they found. It turns out that most of the decision has already been made before the buying process even begins. This is the important part. Once the need is triggered, she says, the average B2B buyer immediately has five potential suppliers that come to mind. Oh, let me just slow down here. This is too important. She says, once the need is triggered, the average B2B buyer immediately has five potential suppliers in mind. So if you're not one of those five, uh, you're out of luck. But think about it. When something goes wrong, when a need is triggered, that's what she means, a need is triggered, an event happens, the software crashes, the product fails, whatever it may be, when the need is triggered, buyers, B2B buyers immediately have five potential suppliers in mind. She continues, what's more, the vast majority, 86%, start out with a clear preference for one of these suppliers. Okay, let me just slow down again. This is really interesting data. So once the need is triggered, she is saying, once there's an event, right, product failure, software failure, whatever it may be, immediately the B2B buyer has five potential customers that come to mind, five potential suppliers that come to mind, rather, right? And the majority, 86%, eight out of 10, let's call it, pretty much know which of these five they want to go with. Now, already, if you're not in those top five, you can see how, you know, everything's against you right now. On top of that, she continues, what's more, the vast majority, 86%, start out with a clear preference for one of these suppliers, and most, 94%, end up buying from them. So in other words, simply put, she's saying, look, when something goes wrong with a product or a service, five suppliers come to mind, and when they consider those five suppliers, they pretty much know one of them is their preference. And 94%, really the majority of people, wind up buying one of the five. So again, if you're not one of those five, you're screwed. Because only 6%, if 94% end up buying from them, that means there's only a 6% chance opportunity for you to actually be considered. So that begs the question, and this is I wanted to share that with you because I thought that was fascinating data, because this reinforces the fact that if you're not in front of your customers, if you're not in their top five, top of mind, top five, top of mind, you're not going to be considered. This is why it's important to, one, when we do trade shows, uh, when we do articles online, when we do things to gain more exposure, we want to be top of mind with our customers, especially in the B2B space. If we're not doing that, this data, if we believe this small sample size of data, it is telling us that if we're not in the top five of suppliers for our product or service in that product niche, our market niche, rather, then we're not going to be considered. That's it. The chances of winning the deal go down to 6%, as opposed to 96% if we were in the top five. So this tells you that you want your salespeople, or you, the salesperson, have to get in front of customers, so you're always there. So we have to go into a high-touch mentality. What do I mean by high-touch? touch the customers, send them an email once in a while, give them a call once in a while, show up at a trade show. Uh, if you're dealing with the chamber of commerce and you know that they're there, show up there. In other words, be present, really touch your customers. Now, one of the things we can do is is online because here's part of, part of the study that I wanted to share with you also that really ties into what we can do. I just told you the problem. The problem is if you're not in the top five, uh, you're basically out of luck. So what can we do? What's the solution? Well, she gives us some guys here. Beth Pearson kind of says, well, here's one thing out of many that you can consider. One is that when they looked at the data, they realized that 72% of the buyers will expand their short list, top five, by searching for other potential suppliers they're not already familiar with. Now, this is good news. Out of that bad news I just gave you, 72% will try to expand their list. 72% will try to expand their list. So here's our our way in, here's the crack in the door, right? Here's here's our foot in the door trying to get in there. We now know that when something goes wrong, five suppliers or vendors come to mind. If we're not in the top five, that's not good news because the majority will buy from the top one of those five, right, 96%. But the good news is, is that they will search online for other potential suppliers. This is why it's critical for you as a company to really focus on your social media or internet presence. For example, let's look at your website. Let's just focus on that for now. If you're not doing any type of search engine optimization, in other words, optimize your website, so when people search for keywords, they find your websites, then you're missing out on a lot of business. Because what this is saying, this report is saying that 72% of buyers will expand their shortlist by researching for other potential suppliers. When they're gonna research for other potential suppliers, where are they gonna go? They're gonna go online and they're gonna type in their keyword. They're gonna type in that key phrase and that's where your search engine optimization has to be in play. Also, there's search engine marketing, pay per click. If you're not buying ads, maybe you should consider doing that as well. Again, people go online, they're looking for information. Google study many years ago said, or just a few years ago said, clients on average will look at 10 sources of information before deciding to reach out to a vendor. This ties in with it that if 72% of buyers are going online to expand their shortlist, you wanna be there. So that means whether it's through social media channels or your website through search engine optimization or using search engine marketing, pay-per-click type of scenarios, then you need to be there. Optimize your website. Optimize your websites and guess what? Increase the number of people who are gonna go to your website. Build an evidence base. That was one of the recommendations in the article, build an evidence base of who you are, what you've done, and how you can help a company. Now this includes case studies, this includes testimonial. Again, let's think about the buying brain. The buying brain is saying basically, I have a problem. I got five people I wanna consider, maybe I should go online and see if I can find somebody else. When they go online, they don't want to be overwhelmed with complexity. They want simplicity, somebody who understands their problem. So make sure your website really is simple to navigate. Two, make sure search engine optimization, search engine marketing is in place. But more importantly, when they get to your site, when they find your site through, you know, search engine optimization, SEO or SEM, when they find your website, make sure that it's easy to navigate. But also build, again, your evidence base. Do you have videos? Do you have testimonials? Do you have case studies? Do you have white papers? Now I've seen websites that have all these but they're so complicated, so burdensome sometimes that you just can't go through all the content. So one of the things that we need to focus on as sellers is to make sure that the buying journey for the customer is easy. So when they find our website, they can go through the information and hopefully we'll get on that super short list. In other words, they're considering five and we want to be number six. So we'll have a chance at winning their business. That's it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my sales training website, SeminarsOnSelling.com. By the way, I'm really excited. to have a new book coming out. Uh, It's a motivational book. And two months after that, we have my new sales book coming out. I can't tell you the title yet, but I am excited. Anyway, lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.